Hello and welcome back to the Money Down Podcast. Today we're going to be going over all of the games from college football week one, some of the draft implications they have, and just some of the stuff going on in college football. Now technically it's week two for college football, but this is the main week one with all the teams playing. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. First off, I got a list of just tons of notes that I took from the weekend, things to talk about. Then we're going to go into our Heisman watch, which we'll try and do every week. And then we're going to talk about the games to watch next week. Now I'll have some more NFL content coming once the season starts. It's been a slow summer, but I decided to go ahead and jump right back in with some college football news. So let's go ahead and jump right in. First of all, I am recording this after all of the games. So we saw even Ole Miss and Louisville last night. And I'm just going to get right into it. So the first topic I want to talk about is the QB1 for this 2022 NFL draft class is looking a bit rough. We come out, Sam Howell starts us off, I believe it was, what, Thursday or Friday night. He comes out and he threw a stinker. I mean, he still looks like he has a lot of the bad habits he had last year. He definitely has a great arm. He can throw a deep, one of the best deep ball throwers. But other than that, I mean, he looked... He looked scared by all the pressure, some of the issues we saw with Baker Mayfield. You know, he's scared in the pocket, you know, looks down and tries to roll out too fast. We're definitely going to need to see a lot more from Sam Howell before we even consider him as a first-round talent. And then moving on to the weekend, one of the other guys that's up there for the top quarterback in this class, Spencer Rattler, looked a bit shaky. He definitely showed some flashes. I'd say he showed a little more than Sam Howell did, but he also threw a couple picks, a couple bad picks on the first drive thrown into double coverage. Spencer Rattler is an interesting one. We know he has all the talent, but he a lot of turnovers. He's in that Oklahoma offense that always does well, no matter what quarterback is in there. So it's looking like a rough class. And then if we jump right into the next topic, the rough class of QBs for the 2022 draft is none less than the Bryce Young coming out. He's going to be in the 2023 NFL drafts so and not this one, but the next one. And he looked incredible. I mean, it was his first, his first starts in college football, and he came out guns blazing. Alabama doesn't look like it missed a beat, and they lost like eight starters into the NFL draft as like top two-round talents. It's insane. They just turn over. Bryce Young actually looked really good. I've seen some people, I don't know if I'll go as far, but some people are saying he could be one of the most talented quarterbacks that Nick Saban has coached there at Alabama, which is definitely... A hot topic, but he definitely has all the talent. Bryce Young was balling out. And then you go over to the other o, uh, DJ Ungalele from Clemson. Looked a little bit more rough. I thought he would have a better week one, but it was only week one. So I don't want to jump to too many conclusions. We'll get more into that Georgia-Clemson game later because that was probably the game of the weekend. But... Yeah, Bryce Young looks incredible, and it's looking like he's going to be that guy in college football for the next two years. And Alabama Alabama looks like the top dogs once again. If you look at everything that's playing out, it's going to be Alabama, then who can get that number two seed? Right now, Georgia's a big competitor for that one. But the, anyways, the next player I wanted to mention was Bijan Robinson. I believe that's how you pronounce it. He's a running back from Texas. Him and Tank Bigsby are two true sophomore running backs, and they both just looked incredible this weekend. They're looking like it's this running back class could be stacked for this 2023 NFL draft class. Really, overall, this 2023 NFL draft class is looking really good because you have dudes like that. Then you have Will Anderson from Alabama, another guy who's balling out. He's a defensive end for Alabama. He's one. Of the, he's looking like one of the best players in college football. 
as yet again, another true sophomore going to be in that 23 draft class. Man, that draft class is already looking really good with some of the likes of Bryce Young, those two running backs. I mean, I don't know what else we can say. We're just going to have to keep watching. Yet again, it's week one. Don't want to overreact. But those are just some of the things that you got to keep your eye out on some of those guys because Will Henderson is going to be a beast this year, and he's going to be a hot name. Same with Bajon Robinson. And Tank Bigsby, two running backs stuff to keep your eye on. Also, Chance Vaughn, I didn't even mention him down from Kansas State. He looks really good. Another true sophomore. Even yet another running back to add to that 23 draft class. Then the next guys I want to mention is JT Daniels in Georgia. We'll go ahead and jump into that Clemson, Georgia game. JT Daniels looked a little he didn't look bad. He didn't look great. He had an alright game. That Georgia defense definitely carried them I mean they scored the only touchdown of the game but that Georgia defense is legit I like I said I was saying about Bama I think Bama's definitely that number one team I didn't see anyone else who even looked close to Bama's level but I think that next team that looked great was Georgia their defense has dogs on it they were getting after it Georgia's D-line looked unstoppable now Clemson's O-line might be a bit of a worry but anyways, you can't take away from that D-line. Adam Anderson, one of the guys I talked about on my prospects coming into the year, had a really good game pass rushing. He looks, he throws some moves in there, and it's just beautiful. Threw some high hands on one of the tackles. He, he's just so smooth, and his pass rush has such a quick get-off. He's going to be one of the top guys, I think, when it comes down to it in this draft class. And then N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker from Georgia, came out with two sacks and a couple pressures too. I mean, they were getting after DJ Ungalele every single play. And that defense was flying around making plays. Georgia's definitely going to be a fun team to watch, especially if JT Daniels and his offense can pick it up. I'm definitely watching Georgia as that team to go into battle with Bama. Now, whether or not they can compete with Bama might be a completely different story. But they looked really good. I still think Clemson's a really good team. And I think their offense is going to put it together. But they struggled against that Georgia defense. That Georgia secondary was doing work against Justin Ross and some of the other receivers. I mean, it's that Georgia defense is scary. And I mean, I really want to see that Georgia-Bama, see how this Bama offense fares against that Georgia defense. Because they were flying around and making plays. Next, we're going to get into a couple more draft prospects Kayvon Thibodeau is the first one I mentioned. He was looking great. Came off the start. Had a had a strip sack. I think it ended in a touchdown. He was looking great. Then he gets an injury. Turns out, I think it was only like a foot-ankle sprain. Doesn't seem too serious. He's in a boot. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Hopefully he plays more this season. It's looking like he will because he's an absolute animal. And I think he could be a top-five pick. But he needs to keep playing football. He can't be sitting on the bench and just waiting it out. So... Let's hope he gets back to it. Another one of the top guys in this draft class, Derek Stingley. He was looking all right. I mean, he made some big plays. But overall, I mean, when you watch that game, you don't really think about Stingley. You think about LSU, which we'll definitely get to LSU later on this podcast. But let, yeah, let's save LSU for later in this podcast. Next, we're going to go to uh, George Carlofitis. He's the... Uh, sorry, Purdue defensive end. He was one of my favorite guys coming in this draft class. He's just a huge dude, great power. He came in, he had eight pressures for Purdue in their opener. Didn't really get to the quarterback, but those pressures are still making it kind of like uh, 
Brandon Graham, you know, always one of the most underrated guys because he got pressures. But Carlo Fetus was doing it all. He's definitely one of those first-round DNs that you really want to keep your eye on for the rest of this season. And just some other dudes balling out, you know. It's really great to see. And one of the things I definitely had to mention as a note before we get into some more quarterback talk was, we got, can we talk about Miami, guys? Like, can we talk about... Y'all are down by 20-plus points. You get a turnover, that's great. You could be happy if you get a turnover down 20. But we're pulling out the turnover chain down 20 points? Like, there's got to be some, like, unwritten rule in college football where if you're down by, like, three scores, you got to keep that turnover chain in that box on the sideline, and you're not allowed to pull that thing out because it was kind of embarrassing. It doesn't help that earlier in the game. They pull out the turnover chain, and then, funny enough, the turnover gets called the turnover gets taken back and they slowly take the chain off and take the field again that was a disaster it wasn't a great showing for Miami but luckily they weren't the only ones with a bad showing but next we're going to get into I'm going to talk a little bit quarterback from this class we're not going to talk about Howell and Rattler we're going to talk about some dudes who actually did play really well the first guys I want to mention are Malik Willis and Carson Strong um, they play at some smaller schools. I mean, not really too small. Carson Strong's from Nevada. Malik Willis from Liberty. I watched a lot of that Malik Willis game, and he looked a lot. But, like, he's obviously, we know he's a freak talent. He's an incredible arm. He's incredible with his legs. But his footwork seemed a lot improved. He was hitting his targets better. I liked some of the ball placement. He was throwing some out routes across the field that looked pretty nice. Those are things you want to see. Kind of those NFL throws he's going to have to make. Definitely still needs to work on his arm a little bit. Malik Willis looked really good. Now, get it, it was against Campbell. Not the highest of competitions there, but I really want to see Malik Willis play some legit competition because he looks fun. Carson Strong had a great game for Nevada, too, slinging the ball all over the place. Really strong arm. Those are two of those strong arm guys. They're guys that are going to be interesting. They could be like late round one picks, and we'll see what they do in the come the draft, but they looked really good this weekend. Desmond Ritter was another one who looked great for Cincinnati. He came back from Cincy after their great run last year, and he didn't miss a beat. I mean, he was throwing deep touchdowns all day. That Cincinnati team looks really good. I'm a huge fan of their defense. You know, they got some ballers over there, Majai Sanders and Ahmad Gardner. I mean, they got they got some talent. I'm really excited to see. Hopefully, if they end up do run in the slate, which is definitely a possibility with their schedule. Hopefully they get some love if it comes down to college football playoff and they don't get screwed over by in Oklahoma. Because let's be honest, guys, Oklahoma's defense is never going to be good. Notre Dame's always going to choke in the playoffs. That's something we, I think we learn every year, and I think it's time to finally show a team like Cincinnati some love and give them their chance. If they miss it, then they miss it. But I'm tired of seeing Notre Dame get whooped up, Notre Dame and Oklahoma get whooped up in the first round of the playoffs every year. I mean, while we're on Notre Dame, we can go ahead and talk about that Notre Dame game real quick. They didn't look hot at all. I mean, they, I mean, Kyle Hamilton is one of the best players in college football, if not the best player in college football. I think that was proven. I think it's proven that he's going to be a top 10 pick, and that shouldn't be a debate. He's one of the best safeties we've seen probably since Jamal Adams, and he was flying around that field. His interception on, that, on one of those throws was insane. He's just flying around. But Notre Dame almost lost to Florida State, so I'm going to pump the brakes on them for a little bit um 
And then getting back onto the quarterbacks, Matt Corral, who played last night as a recording this on Monday night for Ole Miss, he looked pretty solid actually. I wasn't. I heard Matt. There's been a lot of buzz around Matt Corral in this off season, and kind of could he slide himself into a first round name? I wasn't a fan of him. I thought he was not going to be that guy, but he looked pretty solid against Louisville. We'll see as he plays more games down the stretch. We'll definitely have to see what he can do, but. I definitely liked what I saw from Matt Corral, and he was balling out on Monday night. So that's definitely another eye, uh, guy to keep your eye on. And then it's funny, I put one of my notes here as Big Ten football not named OSU with their stock down because, I mean, that, that Penn State game, they had some great defense, Wisconsin, but like, let's be honest. Big Ten's turning into Ohio State and the rest. Michigan had some players, but yeah, I don't, I don't especially with viewing wise. I mean, there was definitely some good defense in that Penn State Wisconsin game. Don't get me wrong, but there was a lot of sloppy offense in that game and not great play. But you got to give credit to Penn State. I mean, that is Big Ten football for you. It's all it's they've some weird games in the Big Ten, but they're usually fun to watch. And I did enjoy watching some of that Penn State Wisconsin game. Another team I wanted to mention that looked interesting, though, going back into the Big 12, well, possibly soon the SEC, I thought uh, Starkeesia going to the going to Texas, the Longhorns looked nice. Their offense was flying around. Bajon Robinson, we already talked about earlier, was balling. They just haven't had an offense in years, and their offense looked like it may have finally found a stride with Starkeesia coming over from Alabama, and we'll see what they can do. They're definitely an interesting team because they always have talent. It's just we'll see if Sarkeesia can finally take them to that next step because if you look at the rest of the Big 12, like I said, I mean, really, Oklahoma? Really? Like, I don't, how can you have so much NFL talent on your defense and stuff and can't stop a soul? And it's every day. I mean, Tulane. Tulane got kicked out of their own stadium, and they've been doing whatever they've had to do. They've been struggling, and they – almost beat Oklahoma I mean it's just Oklahoma's the same thing every year you think they might finally change I mean they Trey Brown and Trey Norwood are two dudes that went that are on NFL rosters right now in their secondary and they're still getting torched every game I don't know if it's their D coordinator or what but it's bad and then another quick note I want to mention is I don't know why I put will Washington ever be ranked again that's a, I mean they had their years but Washington's been looking a little bit rough lately. I'm not going to lie to you. The last guy I wanted to mention, one of the last guys, I actually have two, three more that I want to mention. Greg Dolchich, uh, he's a tight end from UCLA, was looking good. I mean, I saw some people saying he might finally be the next baby Gronk, even though everyone says that every year. I mean, he was balling. You can't, you can't talk about. It. I mean, while we're here, I mean, the return of Chip Kelly is he back? I mean, I have an awful spot in my heart from Chip Kelly being an Eagles fan. He kind of ruined our franchise for a couple years, but hey, UCLA had some energy going into LSU, um, and they balled on LSU. LSU was a ranked team, and they didn't look like they should have been ranked. I mean, LSU still has great talent on that roster, but. I mean, UCLA ran them up and down the field, and they, I don't think UCLA is going to be a legit team. I think they can be a decent team and make a bowl game. I don't think they're going to be contending for a top 10 spot in the AP rankings, but definitely going to be a fun team to watch with definitely some talent on there, especially with Greg Dolchich. I believe that's how you pronounce that, tight end. And then 
the last two guys I want to get to is Emory Jones, who's another quarterback prospect I forgot to mention later for Florida. He looked a bit up and down. I remember a lot of the a lot of Twitter about him was like he makes a great play and then a not good play and then a great play and then a not good play. I mean he's so up and down. He's kind of like a Cam Newton. I've seen some comparisons. I mean he's gonna run the ball. He's a runner first. That's kind of why they brought him in there. If you ever watched Florida last year, they would take Kyle Trask out and put Emory Jones in to try and get some. Whenever if they were struggling, like I believe in the bowl game last year, they were struggling. They brought Emory Jones in and just started running some option and like lighting a spark under that offense, but. He's kind of more of that option quarterback, and I don't know if he's a true NFL talent, but we'll see when it goes out throughout the year. And the next one I want to mention, kind of transitioning into our Heisman watch, I want to talk about Chris Olave. Garrett Wilson balled out too, but Chris Olave looked great in that Ohio State opener. And I think he's definitely on my Heisman watch. I mean, it's hard for a receiver. I mean, you saw Devontae Smith did everything last year, and he was able to be one of the first receivers in a long time to win a Heisman. So it's going to be hard for Olave, but I think he has a chance definitely out of everyone. The other guys I have on my Heisman watch... Desmond Ritter came out with a great week one from Cincy. We already talked about him. He's definitely got to be on your Heisman watch. Bryce Young, like we already talked about, he's probably number one on my Heisman watch right now. He didn't really do a lot wrong in that first game. And then C.J. Stroud, another one, uh, Ohio State quarterback, definitely have to put him on there. And then I still have to put Spencer Rattler and D.J. Ungulele. They had they had rough week ones, but those are dudes you have to keep on your Heisman watch. It was week one. You don't want to overreact. Week two is going to be a huge week for a lot of these teams, like a lot, or even like players like Rattler, Howell, Clemson. You know, let's see how these teams come out and react to week two. If they have another rough week two, then we can start talking about maybe some things. But I'm not writing off DJ Ungalele or Spencer Rattler from Heisman after week one. They still definitely need to be mentioned there. There's definitely some other players that are definitely going to be mentioned in this Heisman. Those are my Heisman watch guys. Those are some of my favorites, I think, are right at the top. You could even throw a guy like Bijan Robinson in there because he was doing everything out of the backfield. Catching the ball, running the ball just getting tons of touches. I mean, he was balling, so he's definitely a guy you could even throw on that Heisman watch, too. Defensively, I don't really know if there's any players. I mean, I could see Will Anderson as a dark horse, but I don't think he's a really legit candidate. The last topic I want to talk about here before we get into the games for next week, we need to talk about this targeting calls because I think I was watching the Ole Miss versus... Louisville game last night, and there were four players ejected from targeting. You watch the Alabama-Miami game. Bubba Bolden, the best player on Miami's team, gets ejected in the first quarter from targeting. I mean, it's every game you turn on, there's someone getting ejected from targeting. We definitely need to watch and get targeting out of the game. It's just rough when you see so many dudes getting ejected because it's such a fast, physical sport that, like, it's not always intentional. It just sucks, especially if you're, like, Miami. Like, Bubba Bolden's that leader of that team. He's an NFL prospect, and we don't even get to watch him. He doesn't even get to be out there with his team because he gets ejected in the first quarter from a hit. And don't get around, Helmet Helmet is wrong, but it's just rough to see all these targeting out there. I think it'll change soon, honestly, especially that, that Louisville Ole Miss game. I mean, that was something. Every time you look up, it's just, it's just targeting review, targeting review, targeting review, targeting review. I mean, that's all they were doing in that game, so... 
we'll see what's going to happen. Next, though, to end the podcast, we're going to jump into the games I'm looking forward to for college football for next week. Now, I want to mention that this week is what I would like to call Cupcake Week. The teams are playing awful. I mean, Alabama versus Mercer, guys. Really? Like, I get you. We got to get our confidence up. But Mercer? Oh, God. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of cupcake games. But if you are looking for some good football to watch, um, the first game I would mention is Oregon versus Ohio State. Hopefully, Kayvon Thibodeau plays and we can see him against some top-tier competition in Ohio State. But that could be a decent game. If Kayvon Thibodeau doesn't play... I mean, you're just watching for Ohio State to see Olave, Wilson, and Stroud kind of ball out for Ohio State. But nonetheless, it's definitely going to be an interesting game. And then another game I'm tuning into, if I can, is going to be Texas versus Arkansas. Both teams have some players like Bajon Robinson on Texas, and then Arkansas has the receiver that's completely blanking my mind right now. And then Arkansas has the receiver Traylon Burks. Sorry, I just the, his name completely blanked my mind. Traylon Burks is a stud. So there's just some ballers in there. It's probably going to be a close game. Another week to see how Texas kind of plays. It'll be interesting. And then another game I'm looking forward to just for players. I mean, obviously, I'm going to put Liberty in almost every game. So watch Liberty versus Troy. I just want to watch Malik Willis, if I'm being honest with you. Troy's... I don't know how good of a competition. I don't really pay attention to the ins and outs of the those kind of schools. But I'm just going to watch Malik Willis whenever I can. So I put Liberty on Tro- versus Troy in my games to watch. And then obviously the game of the week that I'm really excited for actually is Iowa-Iowa State. Obviously it's an inner interstate rivalry match. And they both looked good. I mean, Iowa State looked alright. Iowa looked really good. Had some big plays on defense. I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens in that game. It's going to be an interesting week in college football. And we got week one of the NFL coming back this week. I'm excited. It's going to be a great week. Football is going to be back in full swing. And we'll get the NFL pods, the college pods running. Maybe we'll get into some mock drafts soon. I can't wait for that because mock drafts you know, I posted maybe too many of them before, but we're definitely going to get back into him. But nonetheless, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It's a bit shorter podcast, but just wanted to run through everything I saw from college football. I'll have more structured videos coming out soon. I just want to get this video out to get back in the groove of things. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching, and I will see you guys next week for some more content.